Mixed martial arts and boxing fans, it's time for Fighters Fury inside the heart of a champion with your hosts, Brendan Tobin, Seema, and Tommy Guns. It's time for Fighters Fury on AM790 The Ticket. Good Sunday morning, everybody. Welcome on in. It is Fighters Fury here on 790 The Ticket. Tobin and Seema. How about it? Hey, man. Been too long. Been too long. Good to have you back. Happy 2020. Happy 2020. Well, uh, we'll, we'll take Happy New Year into the February. That's good. I like you it. We've got to keep it going. <laughs> Every time you see someone for the first time, you can't. You, can you still say Happy New Year? Sure. I'll allow it. Okay. I'll yeah. allow it. Happy New Year. Um, so last night we had ourselves a doozy. We had uh, John Jones taking on Dominic Reyes. And I was just, I was saying in the in the early goings of the first segment, um, was last night was one of those rare ones where I was like, ah, I kind of want to go back and watch and see, especially rounds two and three. I didn't even need to see. I didn't feel like I needed to watch one, four, and five. I knew what the hell happened. But two and three was, it was obviously, there was some swinging in there between, uh, between, Reyes and Jones and who you thought who you thought should have gotten the nod and and certainly that was the big that that was the big swing in the fight um even though they were probably like the least uh the the least um I guess dominant rounds for either fighter so it's a tough like that's always the tough night on, on, on a night of mixed martial arts where you're like man it's 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 maybe a question of who was a little bit more aggressive who landed one more significant strike and all that type of stuff that's the type of nights where you're just like I wish there was a different system to determine who was the winner of this stuff um, so like last night I'm watching, I'm like, all right, I think, I think John's probably going to get his hand raised. But then as I watched last night, I, after I watched it back, I was like, maybe Reyes should have gotten the nod. It, it was one of those ones where I, I, I really can see it going both ways. And I don't mean to sit on the fence, but I think I'm more so in the camp of, I think Reyes got three of those rounds probably should be champ, but because of how that fight ended, I don't think it feels like as much of a as much of a robbery because John really did come on so strong to end that fight. What did you think of last night? I I was I was in limbo in round three, so I feel that I felt that Reyes did enough in round two to take that out. And I think what turned the fight is John's aggression, his forward movement, and. So many times referees are found, in, and if you speak to them from the commissions, the various commissions throughout the country, so many times refs are looking at forward aggression as opposed to uh, counterpunching and defensive posture. Right. And I believe this is one of those circumstances where you clearly could have had it 3-2 either way. The the 49-46, I think, is ridiculous. Yeah, he needs to, I, he, I don't he, know. He needs to be banned. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't really know where he came up with that, but to your point, you said you'd have to watch rounds two and three because those were the the more undecisive rounds. So if he if that judge gave both of those rounds to did. Jones, I think he then, did. I think he went. I think he went. Uh, gave one to Dom and then went four straight for John. Yeah. Well, I have a difficult time justifying that, but I do believe it could have gone three two either way. I have to admit, at the end, when Buffer was making the announcement and I heard the pause right before and I was I was anticipating a new mm-hmm. uh, so you know there's a debate there's an argument on both sides I know Dana had it 3-1 going into the fifth round feeling like John needed to finish Reyes in order to regain the title his coaches were very desperate which you don't they hear were. you don't hear very much in a John Jones corner that's true Jackson clearly stated 
Going into the fifth round, you have to take him out. We need to give him five minutes of hell. I don't think that John necessarily gave him five minutes of hell, but I think he kept the pressure on. Reyes, I don't believe, obviously never being in a five-round fight, I don't believe that he was conditioned to the degree to go five rounds at the first round-and-a-half pace. Yeah, especially with him, like you said, going in there so aggressive as he did trying. It looked like, and I don't think this is even a terrible strategy, um, you know, so many, I think so many fighters get to that first championship fight and they focus so much on going five rounds uh, and, and how different, they, they kind of almost lose themselves. Dominic right. Reyes is an early finish fighter. That's what he does. He doesn't, he doesn't go in there trying to make this thing go the distance or win over five rounds. He goes in there to try and eradicate his opponent. And that's what he tried to do early going in that fight. Why should he change his identity? So I respect that from him. Agreed. But it's a hard, but it, but if it doesn't work, it's gonna it's it's gonna it's gonna be a hard road to come back because you are you you put a lot in the gas pedal early on in that fight, um, but I, for, to to his credit, I never felt like he was so gassed that he wilted. Like I, even no. in the, even in four and five, like he was shaking off these takedowns very quickly. Um, he was he I think I think even though John was able to put uh, put more on in those fourth and fifth, I felt like there were times where he was trying to come back and and get back at him. So. He really showed himself to be just a hell, of, a hell of a fighter who I think has a real bright future ahead. Really, really does. I would agree. I would agree 100% with that. I also believe that when you train for five rounds, it's a little different than actually fighting five rounds. Right. And when he got into it, I could see an adjustment in strategy com- coming in around half of round two where he started to... I think, conserve energy, which caused him to start to back up, which caused him to be more defensive and to pick his shots. And that worked in Jones' favor, and I believe that that is the contributing factor to Jones getting the decision from the judges. If he could have maintained that kind of pressure for three full rounds and then paced himself through four and five, I think there's no question about it that it's a 3-2 Reyes decision, and maybe... Maybe he's able to inflict more damage on Jones. Yeah. Because with that forward progress, Jones was not looking well, very good going backwards. There were a couple of things that, that were odd watching John. Like it was definitely, you know, the Tiago Santos fight, I think we just saw raw aggression from Tiago. It was like a, an absolute savage in the cage going after John, going for broke, but he wasn't necessarily hitting as much as, as Dominic Reyes was in that fight. Um, but we have seen now a couple of fights back to back with John where you know these these these. I don't want to call Tiago Santos young. He's not young, but you you have these guys who are, are certainly hungry challengers, um, and that's got to be tough, man. Like he has been on the top for so long. Don't forget that he lost his belt, uh, got it stripped from him, had to go get it back. Um, he's now got the record for most UFC title wins in UFC history. Past George St. Pierre that last night, but I do feel like um, it, it, it's hard not to feel like we. Are, are kind of seeing a, a John Jones slow down a little bit. I really don't feel like I'm seeing a monster in there, a guy who's absolutely unbeatable, unbreakable. And I, I felt like when he came back and he beat uh, Gustus in the way he, that he did, uh, that coming off of uh, over, over the, the vacated win over D.C. where he head kicked him, even though that was a more a more competitive fight, he still, he still head kicked him to hell. Um, the performance against Anthony Smith, who was absolutely uh, murdering fools, I thought that it was like, man, I don't know who's touching this guy for a while. But now after I've seen the last couple of fights, I'm I'm wondering, okay, 
if it's not if it's not going to be if it's not now it's going to be soon it feels like we're going to see john jones lose because look this is a sport where everybody loses everybody loses you remember george st pierre against johnny hendricks like a lot of people thought that G- gsp lost that fight and then he walked he did away lose that fight. i thought he lost that fight too i thought that he lost that fight too so it happens unfortunately the- johnny hendricks lost his mind soon after yes. after he fought lawler but but he did lose that fight and i and i think there's an argument for Jones losing this fight. Mm-hmm. You know, when when you watch it, there there is definitely an argument for both sides. I just think that third round was not decisive enough. And if you look at, yes, there was a strike edge, but I think, was that the round that, that he took Reyes down for the first time? He didn't hold him down, obviously, yeah, but he did round. get him down. And then he, John Jones, became the clear aggressor in the fight for the entire third round on. And I believe that's what the judges saw, and that's why he got the nod on the scorecards for that round. But do you um, think this is one of those things? So, in the aftermath of this, you know, there was a lot of talk. It was actually the first time I've ever heard John say this. He did an interview with Helwani, and he said he needed some cocaine. <laughs> no, he didn't say uh, that. But although maybe that maybe that would have made him come out of the gate a little bit quicker. I don't know. Um, it was the first time that he made it clear that he wanted to go fight uh, Stipe Miocic next, that he wanted to go to heavyweight. I think it's a mistake. I kind of feel that way, too. I, I feel like... He can't knock the light heavyweights out. No, he can't. So how's well, not, he going to lock knock a heavyweight out? I don't know. And I, I don't also, think he has the power to do it. And I also thought that we saw we saw a guy that had a, had a tough time keeping Dominic Reyes off him. You know, like, he had a tough, he had a tough time establishing that dangerous... Like, fighting John Jones has always been like fighting a buzzsaw because you know you're going to get kicked in the knees, kicked in the shins, he's going to elbow you, he's probably going to poke you in the eye at some point. Um, it's just That's what I missed from the fight. There were no eye pokes. Yeah, yeah well, they, I mean, he got warned about it, but it was it was one of those things where he's just going to make you uncomfortable and usually just pummel you to death by the time the, the fight ends. Like, it's just, it, it's such, it, it's a different level of uncomfortable. He's not necessarily always been the guy who's going to knock you dead. Yeah, he has those in his past. Or he's had crazy submissions in his past, like when he he dropped Leota Machida, or or coming back to beat uh, Vitor Belfort, or having the head kick against Daniel Cormier. But normally he is a he's an attrition fighter. He beats you over five rounds, and and usually soundly. That's normally how it goes with John Jones. Um, but it, it it looks like it's becoming harder to 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 squeak these ones out and win in that style and keep that pace up. And so. There's a couple of things, honestly, as a, as as a guy who's watched him his entire career, and I've been a big fan of John Jones. It, it makes me wonder a couple of things. One, are we seeing him past his prime? And it, I, it, it's hard not to think about this too, Sima. Are we seeing a clean John Jones who maybe just doesn't isn't that dominant force that he was necessarily back in the day, where he clearly was riddled with a lot of PEDs? Well, a lot of a lot of fighters that we've seen historically that we've put these these kind of uh crowns on you yeah. got Belfort very similar yep Alistair Overeem yep Anderson Silva Anderson Silva exactly and then when the rules changed and they were forced to become clean we saw a different side of them I think it's it's a little bit of about Jones you know sometimes he's been with the same camp for what 10 years 12 yeah. years sometimes you have to move around and we see some of some of the elite fighters, if they're not moving around, there are people coming into the camps that are showing them a different style, a different dynamic to prepare for. I think we're seeing the same John Jones 
that is not necessarily changed in style or approach now become figured out. And people are going in there, the mystique of John Jones that I think a lot of guys were beat before they stepped in the cage. They yes. were beat at the weigh-in. Reyes wouldn't even look at him at the weigh-in. And he had he had clear confidence and a calmness about him that he was prepared and that he was ready for this fight. And part of that, and I think it's it's somewhat the Conor McGregor effect that we see when, when guys go in to fight McGregor, there's, there's this little bit of, well, look at what they've done as opposed to who they are today. And that wasn't evident last night. And I, it wasn't evident in the last fight either. And I think the younger generation of fighter that is stepping in, crazy that I'm saying the younger generation of fighter against John Jones. Right. He's not an old guy. But he's one of those rare guys that he, he's been so good for so long because he was the youngest champion ever. He crosses over eras. He's one of those that we don't have a lot of those guys where they where they can go back to the days of of uh, of of uh, you know Silva GSP because he was still back in the day of those champions. And so it, it it's just been such a crazy ride for him because he's had time out of the cage. He's He's had he's had uh, obviously a ton of controversy, you know. But he's also it, it's been an incredible reign where he's beaten all of his top contenders twice over. It's it, 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 he's beaten legends. He's beaten you know rivals. It's it, it's it's it, he's done all there is to do at at, at two hundred five. And now you're getting to this point where is it all just catching up with him? Is it, it you know a guy who has lived that hard? Does it does he age a little bit quicker? Um, or is this all just credit to Dominic Reyes? Maybe he, maybe we're looking at the guy who's on on the doorstep of being the next great two hundred fiver, and there really hasn't been a next great two hundred fiver because John Jones has eradicated everybody. I think also you look at the makeup of a Dominic Reyes, and I think Dominic Reyes is the real deal. Whether John Jones was in his prime or John Jones is what we see today, I do believe that Dominic Reyes still is a force to be reckoned with. He has an athleticism that not most fighters have. Yeah. So I think when you bring that athleticism, you bring the strength, you bring the the skill set and the talent in the hands, which he clearly has. He hit John Jones with some bombs last night. Yes. Some clean uppercuts that probably would have taken down a lot of guys in in two hundred five, and maybe that's that's what's giving John maybe some more comfort of going up to heavyweight is that he feels his chin can get him through and we don't know what his weight cuts look like. He may be depleting himself through these weight cuts to make 205. Well, he um he, he you could say a lot of things about John Jones. Uh his his will to win, uh his will to get through a fight. I mean, he's been through some storms and fights. Um personally and professionally. Personally and professionally, but it, but in that I'm just speaking specifically to him in the cage. Uh the the rare moments where he has faced adversity he has come through with flying colors, and even if you don't think that he, even if you don't think that he won the majority of the rounds in this fight, let's just say you think Dominic Reyes was up three-two, he was up three-two, and he came back and beat him even worse in four and five. It's just unfortunate that's not how he, he didn't beat him ten-eight bad, no. but but he still, I still felt like those were uh, probably the most dominant rounds of the fight, and that's saying something. That's saying something about his uh, his greatness. Um, I, I guess the question really just remains is, okay, so he is a he is a guy right now where he has the Dominic Reyes fight. He has the rematch. I don't know if you think that should be next. I think probably on merit. It probably should. It was so close. 
Um, it's it's it, Dama is a is a, is a top five contender. I see no reason when the next rankings come out that he shouldn't even. He's going to be the rare guy that after a loss, I feel like he should vault to number one in the rankings instead of you know stay at four where he's where he's at right now. Who's one through three? Tiago Santos is one. Daniel Cormier for some reason is number two. I don't know why. Um, Anthony Smith is three, and then Dominic Reyes, and then Corey Anderson, uh, Jan Blakovich is I think next week, and they are five and six. But, yeah, I definitely think he should be up at at number one, even after this loss. And Santos, Santos can't fight for another year. I don't right? think he can. No, like, but that but that kind of tore just, everything in his knee. Yeah, um, so, and, sti- and and still didn't really, you know, he got beat up, but the guy carried that around for. Three rounds, three and a half rounds, four rounds. Yeah, it was it happened it happened early in the fight, and so, um, I don't know why, and I don't know why Cormier is still in the light heavyweight right, rankings. Right. That's kind of weird to me, to be honest with you. But um, but yeah, especially a number two. So he should go up. So you have the rematch. Two uh, behind door number two is uh, Steve Miocic going up to heavyweight fight for the heavyweight championship. Don't do it. Uh, don't do, uh, don't do it. And then I guess door number three would be uh, Stylebender. If Stylebender beats Yoel, those two have had like such a heated back and forth between the two. I think Sty- jo- Style- I think Jones wins that fight. Well, he, he, that was see that was the only thing is I, I'm looking at all these guys and I'm like, I thought that John would kick Stylebender's ass, but after I watched this and I'm like, okay, he brings. You're talking a, about a much bigger guy that he fought uh, last night. Yeah, but but a guy who I think is more dynamic. I think I think that Stylebender brings a lot more a, a lot more bag of tricks to the table than I think Dominic does. I agree, but. What we've seen and has been evident throughout the history of boxing and MMA. Guys that come up don't have the power. Guys that come down do. Yeah. And it's just that it's the natural chemical makeup of their body. And I don't think that he has the power. But I think that Jones has the power to catch him clean and cause significant damage. I think that uh, in a weird way, I think that his fight against Yoel is going to tell us a lot. Because if Yoel is able to take him down and able to inflict damage on him. Then I think John's going to be a different beast. You know, if you can't keep Yoel down, Yoel's a look. Yoel's a brick house, but John's twice the size. Correct. So that'll tell us a lot. And I can't wait for that fight. I can't wait for for Stylebender versus. I was excited for that last I was, night. Did you see them? Uh, did you see the backflip that Yoel did? No. Oh, I got to show you the video of that. So Yoel and him were doing a uh, doing a face off, and then they started doing a dance off, and then Yoel just does a backflip right next to Dana, almost head kicks Dana White. <laughs> it was amazing. It was, uh, it was, it was, it was so cool. I mean, that, that guy's such a freak. You want to talk about athleticism and um, isn't he forty something too? Yeah, it's like the Tom Bra- the Tom Brady of MMA. He's unbelievable. I love, I love him. You know, I got a chance to talk to him. He's had some really bad breaks, also. Oh, I thought the He's Whitaker had, fight. Agree, and I agree with the Costa fight. Like I, I'm one of these guys. I thought that he made Costa miss a lot. I thought that he, I thought that he got the nod on that. Uh, I'm obviously a big fan of his, so. Maybe I look at these things and uh and and I'm always gonna favor Yoel, but I love the guy. I love it's it's hard it's hard not to root for him. And so these guys, let me get to the uh the dance off part. So you can see there's there's Dana White's cat that ate the canary face. Yeah, he's all ready for it. So these guys are start they're starting to dance off, and then look at him, he nearly head kicks Dana White right in the face and does a split. <laughs> That guy's. I mean, think about that. That forty years old just doing a backflip out of nowhere with a fully fully clothed. He's got a winter coat on. That's a fight. I can't wait for that one. That's going to be a lot of fun. All right, we'll be back. With and more he's after such this. a nice guy. Oh, so, oh, the nicest. Yes, the nicest. We'll be back with more after this. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast it's fighters fury on am 790 the ticket welcome back everybody it is fighters fury here on the ticket tobin and sema good to have sema back in the building today good to be back Talking a lot about UFC 247. Uh, do want to give props to Valentina Shevchenko. My God, is she scary? Yeah, she is. She is. She is. I know that this whole thing has been going down. That she is. A, she is a Russian spy. That's what I heard yesterday. KGB. I was like, like, I don't know if she is a spy, but if she's not a spy, she should be a spy. She should be. She. She. She's great. the one thing I will say though about Valentina. The they hit were, woman. They were doing a lot of like. Uh, they were doing like, oh, the, the most dominant, the most dominant. And I know these fights were close, but like. Amanda Nunes beat her twice. Yeah. So that's, at, a, at a higher weight. At a higher weight. Yes. Fair, fair. But but it's still it's still at the point where I'm just like, hey, I know we're talking like most dominant woman and all that stuff. Rare are the times there's not a debate for many things. And Amanda Nunes being the best female fighter on the planet is she, is that. She, and she rarely gets her just due from the mainstream I know. media. Well, that's why I found it so strange. I was like, man, we're we're really putting the crown on Valentina so quick. I'm like, no, no one's gonna mention Amanda's name at all on, on a night like this. Uh, I get it. I get that the weight is the weight is the weight, but I think one of the things that's interesting about it is uh, Valentina's at this point where, look, if, if there wasn't Amanda Nunez, she probably would have stayed at one thirty-five and probably would have won the belt. Right. So she's just that good, though. I mean, the kicks that she comes up with, uh, just absolutely fantastic. Uh, Derek Lewis got a win over Alir Latifi, who was making his heavyweight mm. debut. What did you think of the decision there? You mm. thought that uh, Latifi should have gotten it. Won. I, the only thing I would say is I just felt like when Latifi was on top, I was just like, 
What are we doing here? Are we just are we just laying down? But the one thing is, I but would Lewis say, wasn't causing any damage either when in the standup. The I thought it was two to one. I thought Lewis clearly won the last round. I thought the uh, I thought the thing that that was probably frustrating if you're Derek Lewis is like, you know, the big thing was all right. Lear's coming up to this way. You shouldn't probably be taken down with ease like that from a, from a guy who's coming up from two hundred five. Agreed. Um, but he ends up getting the nod in his in his hometown. And what was he like? Five or six inches shorter. It was. It was like it the was advantage crazy. for Lewis was across the board. Plus, Lewis actually looked like he lost 15, 20 pounds. He great. So he looked in good shape, but he still was gassing. Look at him at the end of the fight, mm-hmm. and he was just gassed. Some guys just, you know, it's one of those things where I just think that he, I, I don't know if he's ever going to have a great gas tank, because I do think that he's definitely got himself in better shape. But, um, you know, he's also a guy who's had a lot of back injuries, so I don't know how that body holds up during, yeah, that's true. during all that stuff. Um, so he What did a, he say at the end of the fight? Uh, nothing too crazy. Nothing, nothing too crazy. And it wasn't his normal self. He didn't. T- I know Joe Rogan's like, you're not gonna take your pants off again, are you? Uh, which he, he did not. He tried to prompt him. <laughs> um. So there was that. Uh. Yeah. J- Justin Taffa got a win over Juan Adams. Knocked him the bleep out. I guess so he's like yeah. a. He, he that guy looks good. He's another another hard hitting Australian coming into town. So he looked absolutely fantastic. Um. Any other match- matchups really stood out to you? From that, because it just the John Jones Dominic Reyes thing was the big, you know, it's obviously going to overwhelm a lot of the stuff just because of what the decision was um, and all that. I was hoping for early knockouts so that we could get to the main events sooner. I was too. I was. I was. I was. I was. Uh, I was in that in that camp as well. But it was one of those things where, you know, you come out of this and you're you're looking at John and and, and figuring out what the hell does he do next and and all that stuff for Dominic Reyes. I don't know. I mean, if you're him, I I, I definitely I, I don't. I don't know what fight they can throw in front of you and say, yeah, you take that. Because if I'm him, I'm, I'm like, yeah, it's got to. Put, a, put I, him I, in with the guy that was talking smack after the fight. Number, th- what you, what's his name? The guy Jones fought. He was on the broadcast. Uh, Not on the broadcast itself. Oh, post-fight. Anthony Smith? Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith was talking junk? Yeah. What did he say? He was just basically saying that he had a whole, he had a whole, narrative to share of why Dominic Reyes was going to be the new champion and so on and so forth and John didn't deserve to win that fight and it was four to one easy not even four close. To easy yeah hmm. yeah so you know that's why I always I always am skeptical the way that they put some of these guys that have a, a vested interest or a conflict of interest into post-fight commentary I don't think it's really the right place for that I don't love it either, and I know, and I feel like I feel like half the time they're just doing that just so they can get to the point where they're gonna have something for a fight promo video, you know, like when they put like Kamar Usman in, on Colby Covington's fight on the desk. Right. It's like, well, what's the point of this? You know, this is just gonna lead to to weirdness and awkwardness. And if he doesn't say anything, if he tries to be a professional, people think he's soft. If he does, then he's unprofessional. Like it's a no win situation. Agreed. Um. So I don't love that. I don't love that. But uh, look, Dominic Reyes held his head high afterwards, and I listened to his press conference and. You're saying Dana White says, look, you're the future of this division. You, you've got a lot to be proud of, and he does. He has a lot to be proud of from that performance. Um, I think a lot of people think that he won that fight. I don't know if that's going to make him feel any better when it comes to contract yeah. negotiation time or anything like that, but um, he's got that for him. You know, it's it's the most vulnerable we've seen John look since Alexander Gustafson. Uh, definitely definitely the, the, the deepest waters he's been pushed into. And... 
you know, hopefully his career goes a little bit better than Gus's did because Gus never got that 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 breakthrough. You know, he's right. he was always he was always the bridesmaid of the division. He lost close to John. He lost close to to Daniel Cormier. And then when when they got the the, the rematch going, he got he got beat worse by John. So hopefully for it's, Dominic, he gets that opportunity. Um, and it doesn't it doesn't uh, go go idly by. That would be the question that I have now that John has experienced Reyes. Do we see a Gustafson-like scenario where now John Jones knows kind of the timing, unless he, unless Reyes comes in and does something different, is it more beneficial for them to do the rematch for John to kind of seal the deal, or is Reyes better off from the first fight? I think there's probably both of them would be better off in this in a rematch. Uh, Reyes from a a stamina and having first time going going five rounds, five full fighting rounds and and Jones having an opportunity to fight and see what he's made of I believe that his takedown attempts would be orchestrated a little differently than what we saw in this last fight I think he goes for takedowns much earlier when when Reyes is dry yeah as opposed to being able to for Reyes to slide and slip out of those takedowns. I think we're at a point where John is I know that he's made the point he's looking for super fights that he's looking for that he's looking for fights that will will really be blockbuster. Um, you know he tried that with the Brock Lesnar thing after beating Daniel Cormier never came to fruition, uh, and I think that was one where everybody was like, "Whoa, yes, I want to see the freak show. I want to see what that that looks like." Even if you thought John was going to dominate that fight, you just want to see those. You want to see the way, and you want to see the stare down. You want to see those two against uh, staring at each other across the cage. Um, so I just think I think for his standpoint, if you are John, if you do go and beat Dominic Reyes worse, what does that do for your legacy? You know, like he's done so much that there is to do at 205. Are, are people really going to look back on his career and say, eh, but you didn't really beat Dominic Reyes? Or is it more important for him to just do the thing we've been wanting to do for what feels like a good four years? And that is go test yourself at heavyweight and make that happen and 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 let's see what it is like for him to to go up there with the big boys because he clearly has the body to do it um it's just it's always just kind of been delaying the inevitable and i, I if i were his management team and i watched his dominic reyes fight i would almost i would like to see let's see let's almost let 205 go establish itself let's see if if dom dominic reyes can go win the win a vacant championship Maybe if Stylebender beats Yoel Romero, uh, he goes up in weight. They fight for the vacant belt, and then one of them calls out John Jones because they've both been kind of kind of struggling. And all about John is trying to go be heavyweight champion. I don't think it's going to be a challenge like DC, where if he goes up in weight, he'll never be able to go that down because it's not fat; it's it's muscle. John's in the prime of his career; he's not forty, so I think he could still make that cut. Um, so yeah, I think if I were I, I think if I were running John Jones' career right now, I think I would say I think it's time to make the leap because I think that. Even if he were to come back and beat Dominic Reyes worse, I don't know what that does. I don't know what that does for the storybook of John Jones. I think it all depends on what matters to John Jones. If legacy matters to John Jones, and we look at the president of the UFC standing up on a dais after a fight and saying that he believes that Reyes was up and technically should have won that fight, even while there are conflicting opinions, you still have the president of the organization basically saying you shouldn't have won right. the title fight. So if that's what matters to Jones and he wants to cement his legacy at 205, 
then I think a rematch makes sense if you're confident in your ability to be able to win. I don't know, and, and being in a proven division that you can win, I don't know if jumping to heavyweight and fighting guys much larger, again, we don't know the weight cut issues, he may be able to make heavyweight and and have more power than he's been able to have at lightweight due to weight cuts. He's has to cut, I think you mentioned yes, uh, yesterday when he walked in the cage, he was over 230 pounds. So more than 25 pounds of weight cut. I mean, that's a significant drop in weight to now regain, to, to drop systematically and regain overnight to walk into the cage. So what impacts or effects are that having? Only his close team knows and understands that. So I think with those two things being said, there's tier, two clear paths for him. I do like this Stylebender versus Reyes fight to determine who fights him again. Yeah. Um, or next. I'm I'm just not really excited about the jump to heavyweight. Not I think even. I think that's a if different he would have been more dominant. Jump. If he would have been more dominant last night, do you think you would have been more excited yes. about it? Yes, I would have, because I would have said, okay, this guy has clear and definitively wiped out the light heavyweight division. This guy was Reyes was undefeated, stepping into the cage, and he annihilated him. He has nothing else left to prove but to jump to heavyweight. Because of how closely contested this fight was, and in a lot of people's minds, he lost the fight, I think there's business to still be settled at 205. And if he if he doesn't wait on the style bender versus a Reyes I mean, we've already made the fight here. Yeah, but if he doesn't <laughs> wait for that which, fight, by the way, he's still you know Stylebender still has to get through Yoel Romero. So correct, you know, which I don't know if he can do that. Which is I a would big love if. to see I'm Yoel. Just, I'm just throwing it. I'm just throwing it. Out. If he does, if he does end up defending, I would say, all right, I can, I can see. Let let you know if, if we're not going to jump right to John Jones, it would be fun seeing a vacant title between the two of them. Um, but that's just you know just that just kicking stuff around. I, I, look, I hope I, I mean I'm I'm biased. I want to see Yoel be champion. <laughs> so let's see. And me too. I think that that guy has fought a lot. Of, have have had a lot of tough breaks. Yes. And fights that should have gone his way, and he should be a title holder already, in my opinion. So I would love to see him win that fight. Still a difficult, challenging fight. No doubt. Against a very dynamic, young, aggressive, talented fighter. So we'll see how that unfolds. But I do think that it's all going to come down to what jo- what is important to Jones. Is it legacy or, you know, we're saying stepping up and making money. It's not like John Jones hasn't made a significant amount of money. He's, He's been very hurting. successful. So I think him stepping up gives me greater concern than as if I was in his corner, gives me greater concern from – us being a viewer's perspective without knowing any of the details that go on day to day behind the scenes, that gives me more more concern than him taking a rematch with Reyes and definitively determining who is the light heavyweight champion. Speaking of uh, scary bodied up Cubans, uh, did you see uh, next uh, coming up next Saturday we have Hector Lombard. He is going to be headlining down here, uh, bare knuckle fighting championship. It is making its South Florida debut. He is taking on David Mundell, who is wearing a cowboy hat in this poster. So Cerrone, he's bare, he's bare knuckle Cerrone. Um, I am, I'm going to this. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing bare knuckle in person for the first time. I watched it on television, Sima. It's gross. I mean, it's, it is a lot of cuts. Yeah. It's, it's a, it is, it is, uh, it's, a, it's a vicious sport. Uh, you Aren't know, you shocked that this is sanctioned? 
a little bit. A little bit. Um, I mean, look, Hector knocks knocks fools out, and he is not shook by it at all. He's like, uh, he was saying, he's like, this is he's like, if I if this was back in the day, I would have loved it. I would have been a gladiator. I would have loved to go in there and just been like bloodthirsty all this. I'm like, all right, man, calm down. Let's 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 relax. But he's uh, look, this is, this is a dude who goes in there, and uh, and he can knock fools out. But I am, uh, I'm 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 looking forward to the show. I'm looking forward to see this. You're saying but, this with hesitation. But I'm I know that I'm in for a bloody night. I know that's what it's going to be like, man. Don't sit close to the cage. Are you into the, 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 the cuz we're going to a bunch of it. It's coming to the Hard Rock. I know Dada 5000's cards coming to the Hard yeah. Rock in March, which I'm excited about. The Brawl. The Brawl. Uh he's got the Trigon. Um have you like have you watched much Bare Knuckle and are you into it? Cuz I, I always watch it and I'm I always feel like I'm watching a bit of a freak show. Um it's but don't we all love a train wreck? But we all love it. Like listen, I'm not. I always say this. I'm like I'm not above watching anything for a couple of minutes. It's it's two minute rounds. It's quick and it is. Uh, it is. How many it's rounds? Certainly confrontational. I think. Uh, I think it's five. I think five it, two minute rounds. Yep. Well, I I can obviously say that I'm going to watch it. <laughs> do we watch NASCAR to to watch the cars <laughs> go around in a circle, or do we watch for the wrecks? We watch for the wrecks. Right. So, we do. It's just human nature, unfortunately, um, but but I, I'm interested in it and I'm intrigued and I'm fascinated that commissions would actually sanction it. For so long, we talked about MMA being such a brutal and barbaric sport right. when there were rules upon rules upon rules with padded gloves and 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 so on and so forth. And I mean, it I, just so, got legalized in New York what five years ago? Yeah, not even. Not even. I think it was three. Yeah, I, I mean, three it, years it's ago. not been long. So I, I am I am very very intrigued by that. And is it on is it on tele, television? No, it's on pay per view. Okay. It's on pay per view. But you can buy it it's not like a, I think you can buy it on regular pay per view. I don't think you have to go like Please tell a, me you don't have to download You don't have DAZN. to download it. You don't have to download the zone. Jeez. Um or any of that stuff. Um I mean if you have a smart TV, I think you can get like the Fight TV app and buy it there too, but I think you can just do it with your cable box and all that. That'd be nice. Um but yeah, this bare knuckle thing, it's gonna be a lot down here. You're right. Like it, it felt like the first couple places, I think it was in Wyoming. I know that's where Dada five thousand's first card was, was in Wyoming. One was in Mississippi, and now it's made its way to Florida. So we, of course, and it was in Tampa. That's where they did the Malinaji uh, Artem Lobov fight. And uh, look, I'm I'm happy for it. I mean, Hector's like Hector is uh, is a guy who's who's done good stuff. Friend the of the Rock, family, friend of the family. And so I hope uh, it's at the Fort Lauderdale Convention Center if anybody wants to go check it out. But um, he's uh, look, he's he, he's not shook at all. He's just like, come on, man. Come on, oh, man. these guys are these are guys are fighters. I mean, this is in this is right in his wheelhouse. Yep, and it would create some some interesting conversation and hopefully create new opportunities for a lot of fighters who are not in the UFC or in Bellator or any of the major organizations. Well, that's right. what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping that because Hector had a tough UFC run, um, and I was I, I hope that he gets that kind of second shine because this is a guy. I mean, he came into the UFC. I mean, the expectations were crazy i mean the bellator he was ferocious bellator is the champ he was he was he was a wrecking machine um i i would hope that i kind of want this to be like his his uh his his little next chapter where he can turn the page on all the the ufc stuff because felt like so many of his fights were monster first rounds monster moments but always was there was something that was just slipped up and 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 couldn't close the deal the neil magny fight the dan henderson fight all this type of stuff where you're like man if he would have just gotten 
a little a little bit more in that first round, maybe we wouldn't even been talking about what happened in that fight. Yep, indeed. So that'll be uh, that'll be cool. That's coming up next week. And uh, again, you have one coming up in March. I think there's a lot of fights coming down. Did you did you did you, did you happen to catch any of the stuff that was going down with the zone card when he had the YouTubers down here fighting? It was uh, it was something. I'm zone free. Oh well, listen, you gotta be zone free. I don't blame you. I gotta tell you, man, the zone people. You you were an, an early adopter. I was, and let me tell you something. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm I, might, I might be I might be an early dropper too. I'm just like. You know, you know what it, you know what it is. It's just one of these things where, like, here's what's pissed me off about DAZN. All right, you have Demetrius Andrade, who I think is the best, one of the best middleweights on the planet. You have all the other middleweights under DAZN, and they don't fight him. And you also have Canelo, who apparently might go fight like some dude in Japan instead of fighting Triple G. And I would just say, if I'm John Skipper, I used to run ESPN, and I am shelling out three hundred million dollars to Canelo. Shouldn't I say who he fights? Yes. Like, what is this? What is this getting to still guide around? Who was Canelo fought on this DAZN? Sergey Kovalev, hundred years old. Who has he fought since he's gotten this DAZN money? Did you say he's going to China? Maybe Japan oh. is what they're talking. I was going to say, send him over there to fight that coronavirus. <laughs> Knock it out. Jeez. Yes. Knock it unconscious. Well, it's good to have you back here, man. It's good to be back. Thank uh, you for having me. And uh, we will talk to you guys. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast, and we'll be back same time, same place next week. See you then.